Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. This civic election campaign, you'll hear candidates say that our current council can't get anything done. There's too much infighting. Is that really the case? Dwayne Bratt, professor of political science, chair of the Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University, joins us today. Hello, Professor Bratt. Good afternoon. Well, we definitely have ourselves a great little civic election campaign here in Calgary. It's much more interesting than 2013, that's no, for sure. No kidding. And, and oftentimes we hear candidates who are sitting outside of City Hall right now saying that this current council, it's broken. We've got to change it. We've got to throw it out. Would you agree or disagree that there is too much infighting with the current council and nothing gets done? Well, I'm going to walk around the question a bit before I start zeroing in on it. The first is that's a good campaign strategy if you're not on council already, um, is is to attack the council for, for infighting and not getting anything done. It presupposes, however, that there is something fundamentally wrong with fighting on council. Um, the, it, council is not does not have party discipline. We don't have political parties. Um, Would we prefer a council that was all in agreement on every issue all the time? That doesn't get a whole lot of views across. I would also suggest that if there is infighting, how do we measure that compared to years past? Is this better? Is this is this worse? Taking data from two or three years doesn't help us to know if, it, if this is a better council or a, uh, a worse council in, in that respect. But if I was an outsider running for city council, absolutely I would use that line. I'm glad you mentioned that what is the matter with discourse? What is the matter with disagreement? Because I would like to think that of the 15, because the mayor and 14 councillors, they all only have one vote. I would like to see that there are votes where it's very close or that there is heated discussion because I'd be more worried that everything that goes through City Hall is always unanimous. Oh, I I would exactly agree on on that point, yeah. Now go back to your comment about there's no political affiliations. And uh, we've had some people suggest... Formal affiliations. (laughs) That's true. Because there clearly are ideological positions, and there's clearly groups that are supporting some candidates or not the other. (laughs) And all I would suggest that voters do is start looking at lawn signs. And there are some lawn signs that greatly resemble existing political political parties at the provincial or federal level. We have campaign teams where if it's not the candidate, it's the handlers around the candidate that all have ties to to one party or or another. So we don't have formal affiliations, but clearly there are ties with some candidates and perhaps not with others. Should we have formal? Because we've had the discussion on my show where people say, I'd like to know how this potential candidate votes in, you know, is, are they fiscal conservatives? Uh, do they lean more to the left? Because then I'll know where I should park my vote. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons um, that name recognition and incumbency rates are so high at municipal races is we don't have those cues with uh, party labels. Party labels help voters get through uh, that that mess and that mm. jumble. So instead of knowing a lot about that individual candidate, you look to see what is the letters behind their 
on their name. At the same time, one of the biggest criticisms that we hear from the public about provincial politics and federal politics is that there's too much partisanship. And so the, the value of municipal politics is we don't have th- that that partisanship, even if we've got candidates that lean to the left or, or lean to the right, they're not beholden to party discipline like we see at the provincial or, or at the federal level. And I would have to say, sometimes when I know candidates have a particular affiliation, even though it's not formal, it is kind of refreshing to see them voting along lines of someone on the other end of the political spectrum because then i feel that great they are looking at more the issues of their uh community as opposed to saying i've got to be beholden to that particular and they have a lot more freedom to do that in in an unaffiliated uh city council Mm -hmm. than they would in in a legislature absolutely now so not the idea of political affiliations i mean some vancouver uh, don't they run under slate so is that a similar thing they run can't there are political parties in vancouver and there are political parties um in uh montreal but they take on different names Mm. uh than you know conservative liberal uh ndp uh and green we've also seen attempts at, at slates of candidates uh, in in Calgary. Um, They don't always work, but it is one way of going around it. I think my concern would be back to the political, if you had it that way, that uh, then do we just have, uh, what, if we've got the majority of uh, conservatives that are elected, does this become, we mirror what we're seeing in the provincial and federal politics where it becomes the opposition just opposes everything and we really don't get anything done? Well, and, and who represents the party as the party leader, mm-hmm. right? Yes. If you've got, let's say, even if it was five people elected on a slate, who's the leader of those? Or, or do they just try to agree unanimously uh, amongst themselves? Do we have a separation from the mayor and, and city council? I actually like having a nonpartisan city council. Can I go back to our current council and the idea of things not getting done? Because a big criticism of this past term has been very long meetings. What role does Mayor Nancy or the future mayor have in ensuring that we don't have those lengthy debates and we, we do get more work done in a shorter period of time? There's a lot of things that city council shouldn't be dealing with on an individual basis. And the, the classic one is secondary suites. Right now, we have an issue where the council votes on every single secondary suite application, and much of their time is spent on that. Why not sit there and craft up criteria, and if the application meets that criteria, then it passes. And if if it doesn't meet that criteria, then it doesn't pass. It would take a lot of work at the front end, but it would clear up a lot of work at the, uh, or it would end a lot of work at at the back end. But no one wants to touch that because of the the input of um, community groups and neighborhood groups. But I think there's a way that you could draft that criteria. That definitely is a big one. But what about just lengthy council meetings, setting aside secondary suites? You know, and this is one of the things that was was talked about and it got criticized that they were going to bring in a, a chair, an independent chair. And people were fixated on the cost of that neutral chair. But I think that would really streamline council meetings instead of having the mayor chair it as one member of the council, given that he has a vote, have a non 
uh, non-member speaker who simply chairs the, the meetings. I think that would help streamline things, too. It comes at a cost, but I would rather pay $150,000 or $170,000 a year to pay for that if it increases the efficiency of city council. Well, we're out of time, but I'm sure I'm going to get some texts on those comments. Dwayne, thanks I'm so sure much. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Dwayne Brad, he's a professor of political science, chair of the Department of Economics, Justice, and Policy Studies at MRU.